This episode of the podcast is brought to you by dressing up as a ghost to go scare your family, only to realize that your family's been dead for 12 years and they are actually the ghosts. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Roll the Credits, the podcast, the only podcast that was able to escape Jason, Michael Myers, and Freddy Krueger before breaking up with their girlfriend and then falling into a deep depression. I'm Zach. <laughs> and I'm Frank. And today we are here to discuss our favorite horror movie survivors. Now you were saying this was hard for you. I had a really hard time, but mostly kind of, kind of like what I was saying earlier was that I had a really hard time mostly because I just didn't want to choose like generic people. Like, yeah. I really didn't want to do... and. I don't want to steal any thunder, but I would, I imagine that like Ripley is in yours. Oh yeah. Absolutely. And like, that is like just very, a typical mm. choice. Like, yes. And nothing, not that there was anything wrong with that. It's just, I was really trying to do like more deep cuts um, and just more unconventional ones. Mm. So that's why I really had our time. I mean, I could have done like, you know, all of the conventional ones and just yeah. been like, yeah, that, that there, there's Chrissy my list from Hellraiser. Yeah. Um, but like I said, I could have done like easy ones, but uh, I chose to, uh, to do a little, uh, you know, Go a little more obscure and more deep cuts. Yeah, but. I did. I did a few deep cuts, but like obviously there are ones where it's like they've just been in every movie and like they have to be recognized for surviving. Mm-hmm. Um, so Frank, why don't you take us away? All right, so I'll start off with my most, um, probably my most generic one, mm-hmm. and that is uh, Laurie Strode from Halloween. Yes. So she's on mine too. So we'll just yeah, talk so about. It. She's one. Every movie, like Halloween has what, like fucking nine, ten films? Right. She wins every time. Yeah. And the thing is, though, now if you're going into the new, from the 2018, Mm -hmm. what's going to be a trilogy, all of those other movies don't even exist, except for John Carpenter's the first one. Yes. And I like how... In the first one, obviously, like, she gets away and she, you know, she thinks that, whatever, she, mm-hmm. he falls off the balcony and blah, 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 right? She's awesome. And she ended up holding her own against him. And that's incredible. Um, but I really love how in the 2018 version, I didn't love the movie. Mm-hmm. The ending is awesome. Yes, absolutely. But uh, overall, I really enjoyed the fact that her entire life has now been obsessed with Michael Myers. Yeah, because there is the second movie, too, where it's like it takes place in the same night, and she's like trying to survive from the hospital where Michael Myers is being brought to as well. Yeah, and I love how in the, in the newer version, they've made her, like, insane. Yeah, she's because, like this badass, but like also like nobody wants to talk to her because right. all she does is talk about Michael Myers. Right, she's like ruined her daughter's life, basically. Mm-hmm. And she's absolutely insane because her entire life has been preparing for like him to come back. Yeah. And I thought it was kind of funny how like pretty much he just could care less about her. <laughs> yeah. Like well, he gets out of jail and he's just like not interested in her. He, and, and they're kind of forced into a um you know a battle. In, yeah. I think he does kind of care about her though because it's like it is this weird thing where she obviously like has outsmarted him each time. Yeah, it's the one that got away. Yeah, and then they they did, like... They told you in the second movie, I think, too, which obviously is, like, is canon for the newer ones, where uh, Laurie is Michael Myers' brother. Well, that's that's in the second one. Like, 
the 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 sequel yeah that they're like oh they're brother and sister but then in the new one they like erase that completely yeah which i i like better because i kind of found it kind of corny that they were brother and sister well Uh, i mean it's the only like it is like some weird kind of like tether to both of them right and i i don't know i could just deal with more like oh michael's just a fucking psychopath and he's just trying to kill people like that's just what it is and that's i think what he should be I think that's, yeah. in my opinion, I think that's like the scary thing. Yeah, is, is that the like, fact that he's just a random guy that is just super evil and just wants to murder people. That's where I was kind of like, man, I almost wanted to do like a character study just on Michael Myers because like it doesn't make sense yeah. that he is able to like withstand all this stuff unless you think of the fact that like he is just embodiment of pure evil. Which I guess, like, in the fourth movie, you can kind of, like, be like, oh, yeah, whatever. Because, like, a cult brought him back to life. Right. And that's, like, the only thing. But, like, that doesn't explain one and two where, like, he's getting shot up constantly. Yeah, he's just he's just a man filled with hate. Yeah. <laughs> um. Also, too, I don't remember. I can't. It was one of the newer ones, like one of the weirder ones, like H2O or something like that. But God, I, that's so I, bad. I like H2O. No, no. It's horrible, but I like it. Um, but like, I swear there was like one movie where like Michael Myers actually killed Laurie. And then they just started. I, I swore that there was one. Um, I could be wrong, but and like. Why? Why like do all of the Michael Myers masks and like all of the other movies suck so much? F- fucking four looks horrible. <laughs> One and two look good. Okay. Four, five, and six <laughs> horrible. The fucking Rob but Zombie why? one. I don't know. Like the Rob Zombie one was like the latest one that actually looked good. I thought the Rob Zombie one looked great. Yeah. And, and then the this new ones new... look good. Yeah, I like but it. But man, what was going on? How were they on the production set <laughs> and being like, yeah, no, this is the mask that we're going to use. That it's looks literally like just a, a seven white, year old made It's it. just a white mask with like hair attached to it. It's just, it has no, it's just so bad. But it's I guess so well, not scary. The, the original mask was just a William Shatner mask. Right. That they that's what white. it was. And like, that's fine. But like, and it looked good. It, 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 I don't know, man. The remake, the remakes just fucking suck. Mm-hmm. I don't know why the remakes are so bad. Oh, remakes are always bad. Yeah. All right, I, we. That was my pick too. So like, your turn again. My turn again. All right, I'll go into a um, a uh, a deeper cut. Mm-hmm. Uh, at least I thought it was a deeper cut. Uh, Seth from from Dust Till Dawn. Yeah. So uh, uh that's. George Clooney's yeah, character, George right? George Clooney yeah. character um, from from Dust Till Dawn. I love Seth. Yeah, I mean, we did it last year, and like, it, it's just a great movie. No, it's where... a great movie. Um, and but I love Seth as a character, him being like the survivor because he's he's dealing with a brother who's like a fucking like pedophile mm-hmm. slash like <laughs> crazy son of a bitch. And then he gets put like you know he gets fucking put in the situation of with vampires. Well, yeah, obviously with vampires, but also like kind of having to take care of his brother. Mm-hmm. And he so like he's kind of got like that good amount of like sympathy, like you kind of feel for him, even though like they're criminals. Um, he isn't really a bad guy. Like when it comes down to it, like his he has brother morals. is the is the crazy one. His brother is the reason as to why everything's kind of happening to them, and. Like when when Seth goes out and goes grab some burgers and he leaves and he leaves his brother with that woman and then he comes back and the woman's fucking murdered and it's like a horrific death in that hotel. Yeah. It's like or that motel. It's like There's a difference. Yeah, there is. One's nice. <laughs> one's sleazy and one's nice. Yeah. Um one you need a reservation for. Oh <laughs> <laughs> um, He's just, he's, he, I just, I really like him. And I, lo- I love his, like, like you know, his uh, quick, like, kind of one-liners. Mm-hmm. 
and and I think he's a really really fun survivor. I also would like to say that George Clooney's portrayal of him is one of the few people that I think makes tribal look cool. Yeah, like it's very rare. It's like him and the rock. Like it's mm-hmm. pretty much it. Yeah, <laughs> that's all you get. Because he has it like from a sleeve all the way up to his neck. And it's yeah. like, yeah, you know what? And then at the end too, like he gets in the car and like the one other girl that survived is like, hey, you want to come? Like it's going to get dangerous. I definitely want to come. With George Clooney? Who doesn't? <laughs> but yeah, good pick. Um, my next one is a deep cut. Um, I know you don't like the movie. But you cannot deny the ending as such a shocking scene. And that's... You're talking about Lamb. No, I don't like Lamb. <laughs> lamb was so good. <laughs> I didn't like Lamb. <laughs> oh, we've been talking about it. I, I don't know what... Like, I, think, I, think, I think if you rewatch it, you'll appreciate it a lot more. And I just didn't understand what the tone of the movie was. The tone of the movie was it was a wholesome movie with some weird shit. It should have been horror with weird <laughs> shit. Uh, Whatever. Guys, I recommend Lamb. I don't. Um, no, it's actually David from The Mist. So David, oh, yeah, was, I hate that movie. I know you do, but the idea of David and his Boy, son... Boy, do you like The Mist? Oh, I love The Mist. It's not it, good. It is... I mean, obviously, like, the CGI hasn't really held up over time, but like it's one of the better like Lovecraftian-style films of like cosmic horror that I've seen in a while, besides The Void. I haven't seen The Void. The Void's great. We might do that. Um, anyways, uh, David's survival is literally because he decides like okay my son and like these four survivors like we're gonna get in a car and we're gonna drive and we're gonna try and like make it out of the mist and when they get to a point where it's like the car runs out of gas and they're like wow okay like we're not gonna make it out i have this gun with five bullets in it so i'm going to kill each of them as a mercy killing and then i'll just walk out into the mist and let everything kill me and the fact of, like, them showing, at least from, like, a distance of, like, you know, the, the fires going off and knowing that, like, everybody's dead and then him just freaking out being like, I, I gotta kill myself. And then walking out and the mist disappears. Yeah. <laughs> it's such this fuck you in a horror movie <laughs> where, like, he is the survivor by his own hand. Yep. Like, had he waited five more minutes, everybody would have been fine. Yeah. But the fact that they pulled that punch and made him have to live with this guilt now for everything, I I loved it. I think it's an amazing ending to a film. No, it's a great it's a great ending. Um, just not a great film. I like it. I wish we could have seen more monsters in it, because like you only really get like four or five of them. Yeah. And I feel like that's not enough to like most to justify it. <laughs> yeah, most movies that are like that where it's like, oh, like all these different monsters and they only show like four or five. Yeah. It's not enough to show me like what this world is like. Yeah. All right. My next pick is uh Evelyn from A Quiet Place One and Two, mm. who is the mother. Yes. Um I didn't see them yet. I really like them. They're not like they're, I don't know. I feel like a lot of people are like these are. This is the greatest horror movie ever. I've seen. Like I think a Krasinski lot of... did a good enough job like directing, and I think he did. I think he did a very good job directing. Mm-hmm. There's like obviously like some plot hole stuff that like doesn't quite make sense, and there's just like other I don't know. There's just like some things that don't exactly make sense in a world that you're you can't make any noise. Yeah. So it's like okay, like farting. Well, it's, well, it's it's more like, hey, you know, we've been living like this for however long. Like, they're clearly very experienced at being quiet, and 
there's just like certain things like like why why do they not care about talking loudly over here but they do over here when these things are you know responsive to sound or it's like when when sound happens that the creatures immediately come to that spot Mm -hmm. but it's like if you make a noise right let's say you drop a pan bing bang boom and it fucking like it's crazy loud and you're like oh god the creatures are gonna come yeah in the movie they're like everybody stay right where you are and don't move but it's like but that's where the creatures are coming like you need to get the fuck out of there (laughs) well i saw like a thing of like the old guy that like just started yelling and then stayed right there and then the monster came and swiped him up. Right. But it's like, he didn't make any noise after that. Right. I mean, I've just seen like a lot of really cool stuff. Of it's cool. The, the, the fucking creatures are incredible looking. I love the, the way they look. The sound designs that they did for the creatures is really cool. Like the yeah. guy just in this fucking one room and like all this shit and making the noises for everything. Yeah. Really well done. Anyway, mm-hmm. uh, Evelyn, <laughs> back to her. Mm-hmm. Um, I just love her as a badass woman who's just like dealing with the cars that are dealt to her. Mm-hmm. She has to take care of her family. She's pregnant. Um, and then in the second one, she actually has the baby. But you have this, you know, this classic horror story of her, you know, just just classic survival and, and having to protect your family and your loved ones. Do they and, show like how she like gives birth? Um, I don't think they do show her giving birth. I don't I'm, think I'm that not there's entirely an sure. Easy I don't remember. way to stay quiet during yeah, that. Yeah, it's tough. Um, and but the ending of the first one's very fun, and and I and, and she it kind of solidifies her as like a badass. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, in the second one, they don't really capitalize on like that fun factor because basically the way that it ends in the first one is her in the bathtub in the stairs. And the creatures are coming, and she has like the shotgun, and mm-hmm. like the way that the camera poop like pulls in on her, and she, and she like cocks the shotgun, yeah. and it's like, oh, she's ready to fucking go. <laughs> and then the music comes, and it's like, okay, like that's like fun. And then it's like, okay, there's gonna be a second one, so that one she's gonna be like fucking like gun wielding, like awesome. And then it's just it's just another solid movie, mm-hmm. but they don't really, I don't think they capitalize, they take it very very seriously where it could have gone in like a more you know like a more fun direction, which. I thought would have been a good idea, but yeah. they decided to like really capitalize on it. But nonetheless, I think she's just an overall badass, mm-hmm. and I think she's uh she's pretty awesome. Very nice. My next peak is um my next peak my next peak <laughs> is uh yeah like another deep cut for it um because you mentioned before we started too where it's like we didn't mention them in the underrated horror movies, um but I think the survivors are really important too, and that's Amelia and Samuel from the Babadook. Yeah, I I don't know. Really, I, f- I found him annoying. Oh yeah, absolutely. Samuel I, I kinda, was. Awful. I kind of wish he died. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, because he was just a fucking pain in the ass kid. But um, yeah. but the idea of like Amelia basically because the Babadook itself like is, and we talked about it too, like a metaphor for like depression and like um, it's just guilt. mental illness, right? Yeah. So it's mental like her, her like guilt. getting over that, which is nice. Yeah, and it is really cool where it's like you know at the end like. She has not only conquered the Babadook, but now, like, keeps him locked up in the cellar just as, like, a thing. Like, a pet, just basically. A thing. <laughs> <laughs> but the fact of, like, yeah, I mean, <laughs> like, just just a thing in the basement. Yeah. Um, But it is cool to see, like, her overcoming, like, the idea and then just basically living with it. Yeah. And understanding how it works and knowing that, like can't hurt her anymore right um and then i guess it translates to samuel as well but mainly it's amelia yeah fuck samuel yeah fuck that kid <laughs> god damn it all right my next one is uh danny from midsomar yay that was my other pick cool. so let's just go into it yeah um i love her i yeah. do i really really do i Again, think she's incredible i think it was amazing that like 
she in the end like decided to embrace it and then because she became the survivor she became like the may queen and obviously like underwent this transformation like mentally where she feels like she belongs here yeah i mean in my opinion man the ending shot of like her like everybody's dead all of her friends Mm -hmm. are dead her boyfriend's dead and she has this face of like pure fucking just horror yeah and dead inside but then she kind of has like this faint smile that starts creeping in where it's like she finally feels at home it's amazing like florence Pugh really like captured something with the facial expressions in this because you really get that sense of like from one second being like in dread to one second acceptance yeah and it's just amazing where it's like just like that you can switch it up and basically give us an ending from it yeah um and you know that's also testament to Ari Aster just as Mm -hmm. a writer and and as him I know I feel like I feel like you're coming around in Midsommar a little bit. I am. I will admit, I have admitted at this point that it is a masterpiece of a film, <laughs> but there is something fucking off about it that I just cannot be like, yeah, I love this film. Yeah. Um, but but I'm coming around to but it. But Danny is just, she's incredible. Uh, I mean, you have a lead character who's pretty much just, you, you just kind of feel bad for her the whole movie, right? It's mm-hmm. like her, her boyfriend doesn't like her. All of her boyfriend's friends don't like her. She doesn't fit in. Her parents got killed by her sister. She has nobody left. Mm-hmm. And and then she just, you know, they, they go over to Sweden and they go to the Midsommar Festival. And and finally she becomes, like, accepted. And, I mean, it really is this triumphant moment of, of her finally being accepted. And it's just so nice to see. Although it's obviously in a very gruesome and graphic and horrible way. It's oh, it's just nice when you when you feel bad for a character and then they end up in a better place. And I know yeah. it sounds kind of weird, it's like from make, a horror making movie, making <laughs> it seem like how like that it's all like you know, no pun intended, but like it's all you know, just daisies and flowers. Mm-hmm. But like because it's so horrible and everybody gets killed and murdered, but you care about the character and you're kind of happy that she's happy. Yeah, exactly. And that's why I was Even like. Though Everybody got killed. Yeah. But she's fine. <laughs> yeah. Mentally, she's in a better spot. <laughs> yeah. So, Danny. Nice. Your turn again, then. Because, really? All right. Because okay, the fucking same one. This is the Frank show, baby. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Uh, I also have Danny from The Shining and yeah. Dr. Sleep. It's more specifically Dr. Sleep. Yeah, because, because he really now did he's survive. an adult. And, uh, and he's, he's kind of just helping, um, you know other that one girl that mm-hmm. that that also can shine and then him going back to the actual hotel and confronting everything and kind of similar to what you were saying about the Babadook where he can like lock them away and then unlock them when need be yeah um i just i just love danny and and i thought that um Ian McGregor did a great job of portraying a kid who for the past, you know, 35, 40 years has been dealing with this and, and, and watched his father go absolutely insane. Mm-hmm. And, and he's, and he's still recovering from it. Thank you, Mike Flanagan. Yeah. Shout um, out to Mike Flanagan again. I, I was going to put in like Wendy and Danny, but then I was like, man, I really don't care about Wendy. Yeah. Like she could have died. Yeah. I, I could care less about her, but Danny, um, Mike Flanagan, you know, and, and Dr. Sleep really did make me care about Danny way more than I thought I did. Yeah. Especially too when they go back to the hotel and like If you haven't seen Doctor Sleep, what are you doing? 
<laughs> if you like The Shining and you mm-hmm. haven't seen Doctor Sleep, you need to see Doctor Sleep. Just the last half hour alone is mm-hmm. worth it. Everything too with like fucking what's her name the, uh the hat the Mad Hatter yeah the Mad Hatter basically <laughs> like everything with her like amazing like as it everything was just so good yeah and I guess that's also like thank you Stephen King because he wrote it mm-hmm. but it flushed out everything that we needed to know about like The Shining yeah it was great it's a great very movie. nice all right my next pick is McReady from The Thing yeah question mark. Because he didn't do we did he survive? We, we, did don't, he, uh, know. we don't know. So that that's why I'm like this is <laughs> this is a really cool pick because like yes, obviously McReady, Kurt Russell, and then Keith David's character survive in it, but we don't know which one is actually the thing or not because um, they both like just go off at some point and then they come back into like this one spot, and I think it's done in like a very cool way from John Carpenter where like. It was this idea of you can't trust anybody. And we talked about that when we did the thing. But like the ending itself of McReady and Keith David's character just sitting there and just waiting it out and being like, oh, I guess we'll wait till everything burns. Yeah. It's so cool because like you don't know which one is the survivor or if either of them will survive. But it leaves you at this point where at the moment they're surviving. Yep. So I, I thought that was really cool. Yeah, I mean, plus he's just a badass. Except for that floppy hat. The hat is whatever. The hat's a little much. But yeah. like Keith David, or um, not Keith to David, um, Kurt Russell with like the long hair. Yeah, he's just so handsome. So manly. And he's still just so handsome. Mm-hmm. And I, I love, his son is just not. His son's a little weird. His son's, I don't know. I don't he was, like his, son. Uh, his son played U.S. agent on um, Winter Soldier and Falcon. Yeah. And that was, he actually did a really good job with that. Yeah. He just doesn't have the charm that mm-hmm. Kurt Russell has. Yeah, <laughs> well, who can at yeah, this point? Yeah, he's just God. I love Kurt Russell. Mm-hmm. Um, he needs to do more. <laughs> he's done. He's done. He's such done a, so he's, much. But he's, do had a, more. he's had a great career. He needs to do more. <laughs> <laughs> just do a little bit more. Um, okay, I have. Uh, I think I got two more. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of interesting picks, I thought, um, and both kind of for the same reason. Um, I'll separate them though. I, 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 That's I, fine. I got. One more. Okay. So uh, I wanted to do Norman Bates from Psycho. I almost put him in, but like, I don't know, because he is the antagonist, but he also isn't at the same time. I mean, he's, he is. The, he is, he, but he like, he is the antagonist. He, he is the victim at the same time, too. Right. And that's, that's kind of like what, where I wanted to like, like, you know, branch it off. Well, yeah. I, I, that's where I wanted to like stick my flag in the ground and be like, listen, I also think that he is. Um, a victim of sorts. You were gonna pick two picks of him as the victim and him as the antagonist. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, it's just because you know he he's obviously just so fucking disturbed. Yes. And um and the ending with him. Oh, with the skull with like the, over his well, face. Well, the fly on his face mm-hmm. and and the mother's voice saying like he wouldn't even hurt a fly like mm-hmm. don't you like he's not even gonna fl- like swat the fly away because you know he's just so innocent and the smile that he has at the end i mean it is really just a great ending to a great film yeah and um thank you i don't Robert know Hitchcock. i just i just love i i love norman bates mm-hmm. and i never saw the show i don't know like if that flushes him out in like a good way or a bad way i don't know i didn't um, want to risk it i I, did, I haven't touched it um psycho 2 was awful yeah, but uh, the but I don't know. I just there's just something about Norman Bates that I I just I sympathize with a little bit. Mm. Um, it makes you feel like at the end that like he 
because he's going to come off as such a nice guy, they're going to release him. Yeah. And he's just going to keep doing this. Yeah. And it's awesome. And it, it, it is great because, I mean, at the end of the day, it's like, listen, we're not saying that, like, I'm not saying that I like Norman Bates as a person. Mm-hmm. I'm saying I like him as a movie character. Yeah. And, and uh, he's just one of my favorites. Yeah, I agree. Um, my last pick you already talked about, so I'm going to keep it short, but uh, Ripley from Alien. Ripley's, believe she, it or not. She's just badass. I mean, she is like the epitome of fucking like a badass like female yeah. character. And I think it's cool too where it's like a lot of our picks have been like females that have been the survivors. Um, yeah, like going like now looking at it, one, two, three. I've had three. Yeah, I have. Pretty good. Yeah, two of mine that are, are males. But yeah, like females usually tend to be like the survivors for it. For yeah. horror films. Um, but Ripley is just great because, like, she really kind of comes into her own in the first film. Just going from, like, this very kind of, like, subtle, very, like, um, what's the word? Kind of, like, stoic yeah, uh, character to then becoming, like, this full badass female that, like, just kills everything. Yeah. And is just ready to go after the xenomorphs. And then, obviously, like... In two and three, she really hones that two crap. Two is so good too, man. Oh yeah, I love two. I I beg to differ that I love Aliens more than I love Alien, and that's mainly because like I just wanted like a rush of Xenomorphs, <laughs> and that's what you get. Yeah, but yeah. I'm also the guy that doesn't hate three. Three, I find okay. It's obviously the lesser. Yeah, um, but Ron Perlman's in it. Ron so. Perlman's in it. You know, it's fine. I mm-hmm. don't know. It's it, it's a it's a fine enough movie. All right, I'll I'll do uh, my last one, which is again kind of a kind of like a cousin, a, a brother character to Patrick Bateman. Uh, no, I'm sorry, to uh, Norman Bates, which mm-hmm. is Patrick Bateman, mm-hmm. my my character, because again, kind of a victim in a way, mm-hmm. never actually killed anybody. Yeah. Just having like severe fucking like <laughs> delusions. And, and I feel bad for him because he's in a, and it's not that I feel bad for him as, as like, a, Oh, like, you know, poor guy. Like he's, you feel bad he's, for him. He, like in his mental right, state, right? because he's very wealthy, but like, I, I feel bad for like him in like as a situ like you know his mental state and the situation that he that he thinks and and how he feels because it's like he cares so much about what people think of him and yeah. he cares so much about how he's perceived and and obviously like the incredible opening act with the way that he's like you know doing his exercises and he he's like very detail oriented but it's all just like a facade to to like show to the world like I'm normal but yeah. I, and I'm perfect mm-hmm. and I always just kind of feel bad for him because it's like you don't you shouldn't have to feel that way yeah in but, order to like feel like accepted in the world but it's amazing how that's portrayed because it's like this is society and this is the new age right like when he's peeling off like the face mask yeah and just having like that full monologue it's amazing yeah um and you know, I I love when he drops a chainsaw down the fucking stairway. It's yeah, great. That's, that's great. <laughs> that's I mean, also cool. Also, too, when he tries to put the cat in the ATM, that's fun. <laughs> uh, you know, it's a fun movie, and uh, I guess the second I, I technically, one fucking oh, sucks. Yeah, that's awful. When they're uh, like, oh, they, Mila that Kunis. wasn't supposed to be a sequel to it. Yeah, but they it were like, oh, Mila Kunis's character is the daughter or whatever. Yeah, it was fucking stupid. Um, but I do consider him a survivor because again, I, I think that he's obviously got like severe mental problems mm-hmm. and he's, you know, he's just working them out the way that... <laughs> in a murderous way <laughs> or did he? Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do consider him a survivor and, uh, 
And that's my uh, that's my pick. Very nice, guys. Let us know what you think. Who are your favorite? Who are your favorites? <laughs> um, See, I give a recommendation. I do. I was going to recommend Tales from the Crypt, so I guess this will be a double one because I was gonna recommend it, but literally no streaming service has it. But that's okay. You can still recommend it. Yeah, I love Tales from the Crypt. Um, I just don't want to buy the box set for like 150 bucks on Amazon. Mm. But Tales from the Crypt was like this really cool thing where. The people that watched it knew it. I know you didn't really watch it. I've never seen it. Um, amazing. It It is goosebumps, but like darker, but not to the full extent of like, um, like Tales from the Dark Side, if you've ever seen that. Nope. Like they had fun with it while still creating like very compelling, very horrific stories. Um, so I always loved that. I just wish I could go more into detail because my memory of them is literally from like 10, 12 years yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah. So the other thing that I was going to recommend is um, a YouTube series. A YouTube. That, a YouTube. <laughs> One of those YouTubes. Um, a YouTube series that unfortunately is no longer going on because the friends are no longer friends. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. But That's it, foreshadowing for Zach and I. Yeah. Yeah, this is our last one. <laughs> but um, the two best friends... That I think I've talked about before. Um, Matt and Pat, they had a YouTube channel called Two Best Friends Play. And every October, they would do mainly just horror uh, games. Oh, they're gamers. And they called it Shitstorm of Scariness. And I've just been going back and, like, watching some of the episodes. Obviously, it's sad because, like, the latest uh, season of it, you can tell that their friendship is deteriorating. Oh, no. They just don't want to do it anymore. (laughs) But the ones before that, when, like, they actually are having fun yeah, is what's awesome. Like, they're having fun with these actual horror games and making it light and making it fun. And then just getting as far as they can in, like, an hour and a half and being like, nope, done with it. Yeah, yeah. So, shitstorm of scariness. Do you know why they, they're no longer friends? It was something to do with, like... Somebody fuck somebody's mom. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think it was, like, something to do with, like, a business aspect of it like they like one of them wanted to go mainly more into like podcasts and the other one wanted to continue doing youtube stuff oh, okay um and they just disagreed on that and then like they it just bled into the show and then they were like hey we might as well just not do it right now yeah so they just don't do anything anymore at all yeah i think pat still does streaming stuff with his wife um matt i think does mainly podcast stuff with like his other two friends that are a part of it oh, okay so so they're still doing stuff yeah That's they're good. still around all right, cool. Thanks, uh, Zach. What movie are we doing next? Well, I didn't want to do consistently like old school, like um, like classics. So I want to check out a Netflix original. Uh oh, I made a mistake that last time I did that. Yeah, <laughs> you hated it. A classic horror story. You yeah. hated it. Yeah, I did. But I'm going to pick the film His House. Oh, I've seen His House. I've heard nothing but good things about it. I haven't got to see it yet. But the trailer looks amazing. Yeah. His house is very metaphorical, and Mm -hmm. it's actually pretty good. I liked it a lot. Cool. Um, Cool. All right, guys. Well, if you have Netflix, then you you can join in on the conversation. And if you don't have Netflix, just steal one of your five friends' account. Just steal one of your five friends. Yeah. (laughs) Just steal them, lock them in the basement. They'll never know. Yeah. Um, All right. Cool. Zach, take us out. All right, guys. Thank you for listening. Now, Frank, roll the credits. Ooh.